Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What is up, everyone? Welcome back for a brand new Collider Ladies Night with someone who I've wanted on the show for a good while now, Liza Koshy. It's Ladies Night. Ever since work it, I'm like, your vibe, like, I need your energy in my life. And then, sure enough, you just kept delivering again and again. And now the time has finally come for Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Thank you. You are someone I try to mirror as an interviewer and a host, too. You are so freaking brilliant at your job. Clearly, I'm taking a lot of notes out of your book, because when I saw you two weeks ago and you had bangs, I got bangs. Bangs. You're my personal influencer. (laughs) This is the highest compliment anyone could give me. Something about my bangs. The bar is very high. My bangs aren't there yet, but I hope to be. I aspire. Oh, no, no, no. I am feeling that style. You you (laughs) also have the bang volume. I've got fine, flat hair. I know this is my one and only option. I admire anyone who could do that. Grass is greener and yours looks, it's thriving. It's (laughs) flourishing. That's always the hair conversation. Back and forth compliment though. So, first order of business on Collider Ladies Night is a game called Dicey Questions. Okay. Usually it does involve a dice tower. We haven't figured out how to make the dice tower portable in a junket setting. So, I have eight random questions here. You will pick three numbers one at a time because I won't remember them. And then whatever you pick, that is the questions that we will start with. Done. Let's play. So, one through eight, what is your first number? Seven. All right. Number seven. You got one of my favorite ones first. Felt it intuitively. This one is called Scream. You could probably guess the question. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, boy. I mean, I love my Jenna Ortega so much, and I just watched Scream. Um, she was brilliant in that. There's another one that she's in that I just watched recently. X. Anything X? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. She crushed it in that. I adore her. I want her on Ladies Night so bad. Jenna, do it. Uh, I have been <laughs> trying. She is a very busy lady, as she, she should be. <laughs> as she should be. Oh, man. There's another great... I mean, all the scary movies, like the parodies are hilarious. All the comedians that get together and just rip on it. I would love to be a part of the next one. Yeah. I feel like I could see you doing that. And I feel like we're long overdue for a, like, I was about to say a slasher movie parody, but any horror subgenre for that matter. But wait, I just saw The Blackening. It is <gasps> I so need to good. see that. It is so good. You need to go see it. You need to interview I keep the cast. The best things. Melvin the Gregg is magic. Things. X Mayo is amazing. Huh. The whole cast is brilliant. That is going Very on good. my list. Top. I feel like yeah. that's how I'm going to reward myself good after. A crazy week of seeing a bajillion other movies. After this crazy interview, you go. I'm down. I'm down. All right. You have 
Your second pick. What is your second number? Ooh, three. All right, three is my lucky number. It's a solid choice. This is an acting question. Okay. What is something you did for a role that now makes you say, I'm really glad I tried that once, but I don't want to do that again? Ooh, it was what I did for an audition. Oh, so you got to commit to the bit because I booked a role by bringing, can I say, I'm going to say it now so I can say it. Uh, I brought a feminine pleasure toy to an audition and I booked it, right? There are certain things, you'll go to certain lengths and it'll pay off. However, for this audition during the pandemic that I did at my parents' home on wooden floors, I sprayed whipped cream, whipped cream on my bra in order to audition for the role. And it had a scene where you had whipped cream on you. And I did it four times on Zoom with a whole bunch of people watching. And I will never do that again. <laughs> my acting coach, Leslie Kahn, uh, she recommended that I do it and that I just go for it and that I work with it. And I was slipping and sliding all over the place. Uh, my mom and I got into a fight. She won. I <laughs> cleaned the floor with a toothbrush. Yes. It was a hot, sticky mess, and I did not book it. Wow. <laughs> you didn't book it. I did not book it. But the one that I did bring a fun toy to, I booked. And that is Kay Cannon's movie, My Ex-Friend's Wedding, which I'm super Kay Cannon, excited. I sign me up for anything that she touches. I'm in. Yeah. Yes, just uh, bring bring a phallic-looking thing to uh, an audition and <laughs> she'll book you. These are great stories. Great <laughs> stories. Ladies nice, baby. Seriously. Nice. Uh, one more pick. What is your final number? My final number is... Five. Five. Yeah. Okay, here's another acting question. This one's called Favorite Least Favorite. I want your absolute favorite part of the acting process. Ooh. You know, studying up on your character, Ooh. seeing a set for the first time. But then I also want not necessarily your least favorite, but a part of the process where you see room to grow for yourself and try something Ooh. new. Oh, you have the best questions. The best. I love your brain. I don't brain. know what's a higher compliment. Nice bangs or good <laughs> questions? Nice bangs, nice brain. It's well moisturized. I don't know if I can keep it together now for the rest of this interview because You're, of this. <laughs> Listen, this is what ladies night is about. You hype each other up, okay? So we can go out into the world and be exactly. the powerhouse woman we are. See, you are meant to be on this show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> um, I, man, my favorite part of the process is like recreating and creating with the other creators involved. And by that I mean writing and, and enjoying the rewrites of it all too. And right now we're fighting for our writers, so please give them what they're asking for. It's a very, it's common sense mm -hmm. and they deserve it. So um, writers are just incredible. It all starts with them. And you know, jumping into the script and giving my take. Um, I love improvising on the moment, but I also love taking a joke and seeing how far can I punch it up that feels comfortable in my own mouth and what else can I bring to the table on the day. And I just love throwing spaghetti at the cabinet and seeing what sticks. And sometimes it never does. Sometimes what you think is spaghetti at a cabinet is shit at the fan. <laughs> and it's all over the place, but you run with it. And that's the most joyful part is figuring out what the dance is and then just floating whenever you find it. There's no failure. There's only no. failure when you don't try at all. No, failure is a step to success. That's exactly. All yeah, I agree yeah. with that. All right. Usually I start every ladies night with the same exact question. You have a little bit of a more unique journey here, so I'm going to switch it up a little. What is the very first thing you ever remembered dreaming of becoming when you grew up? Oh, I want you can tell by my energy. I watched that so Raven growing up. Uh, <laughs> and just watching her be this human animation and this just fearless, unapologetic, physical comedian was, it's where I learned all my comedic sensibilities was from like Keenan and Kel growing up, from Raven, from, you know, Will Smith, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, all of those like the slapstick of it all, but also the heart of it all, the wit of it all. Um, I feel like I was just, I was raised by the best comedic 
icons and legends in the biz, and now to work with them is the coolest freaking full circle in the world, yeah. So when you pictured yourself making it, so to speak, was it like going down the, the stand-up comedy route, or no. was it being an actor no. and doing comedies? No. Listen, people call me the C-word, and I'm gonna rebrand right now. I am not a comedian. I am a, I did not say I was funny, I said I'm fun. I'm definitely fun. But uh, comedians it's a good are F-word. athletes. It's a great F-word. Comedy F-word, all you, yeah. But, but comedians are athletes. What they do is a sport. Their brain, so quick, so so fast with it. I, I don't think I can do that, but comedic actress, all the way. You well, seem so like on it and quick, though. It surprises uh, me that you doubt yourself in that respect. Maybe, we'll circle back with my Netflix special, but <laughs> I, I, as of right now, a comedian is, yeah, it's, it's up there for me, but... Nah, I'm definitely not. Remember there. what we just said about failure. Never say never. You only fail if you don't That's try. Fair. You don't even fail. You bomb. Like you fully just. <laughs> Meanwhile, die it would scare the shit out of me. Like I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm busy pumping you up. I could never do that. Yeah, see? <laughs> I like, get anxiety just going into interviews if I haven't prepped. I know, but you're so good. That's why, like, your anxiety is you just caring so deeply. That's what it is. And you come in every time with the most detailed questions. I, I say adore. that all the time. Yeah. Anytime I walk into something, someone's always like, "Do you get nervous? You've done yeah. a million of them." I'm like, no, I get nervous every single time and I remind myself I get nervous because yeah, I care. If exactly. I didn't care, that'd be a problem. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, don't All care. Right. So you get those dreams. Yes, yes, yes. Then you go to college and you study <laughs> business marketing. Why business marketing? Because I went for one year and I had to declare a major. But uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I, I get that. I, I get didn't that. have a vision. I didn't have a plan. I just went for one year and then after that one year I started going back and forth to LA that summer after my freshman year in college. Uh, go Cougs, University of Houston. Um, but then I, I got picked up by my dad uh, at the airport one time after coming back from LA and he said, do you wanna go back to LA and live out there for a gap year and explore your resources out there? And it became a gap decade. This is actually uh, almost, almost my 10th year, but 10th year of making content online. I started that's, when I was 17. That is so cool that your dad supported you. In <laughs> yeah. Because that, that's, a, that's a scary leap to make. And the fact that he believed in you, I have to imagine, ups the confidence you have in yourself. Absolutely. And this, like, character that I'm playing in Ruby Gilman, the Teenage Kraken, is an ode to my mom and dad because they're both theater kids. And I get to play a theater kid in this one. Oh, that makes yeah. me so happy. We'll get happy. back to that. We'll yes. get back to that. We, we, we do have in to your touch order. on that. <laughs> I, am, I am curious about making the move from college and committing to spending time in L.A. Yeah. Because clearly it was the right move for you. But when you make a big decision like that, I imagine it can be scary so oh, was yeah. it the type of thing where like you yourself you knew like this was the one and only path or was there any like listing out the pros and cons and figuring it out I didn't even know it was an option until my dad you know graciously gave that to me and this coming from an Indian father who has made my other two sisters you know academically focused their entire life and me as well for him to give me the coupon and say do you want to try this out was the ultimate you know faith that he had in himself as a dad but also that he had in me and that you know, maybe it's the fact that I'm the youngest child, you can kick it to the curb and see what happens to this experiment. But, but I turned out okay. And he's proud. And it's supposed I, to be the other way around, <laughs> where if you screw up the older one, you still got the younger one. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm, I'm so lucky. And my dad is now the biggest, you know, believer in my dreams, in my voice, in my craft. And I could not, yeah, ask for a better parental unit that Family makes me. support makes oh, me so, so happy. Oh, the best. And they're coming to the premiere, too. I'm so excited oh, to share. Do they have a favorite movie you've been in? That's a cool question. That means I've been in quite a few. You have. I have now. Um, I think they're really going to be proud of Family Affair that's coming out later this year, and I'm going to drag them to that because it's called Family Affair. Uh, but I think they'll be proud of that because I think that feels the most, like, what is it? A step into womanhood that 
my character or the character that I'm playing has ever had on screen. So I feel like I'm playing high school again in this one. And uh, then I'm playing fully college graduate, you know, big girl in the big world in Family Affair. And I'm still for it. of acting and movie magic. You yeah. can do whatever you want. I can still play high school, okay? Margot looks amazing. The cool thing I was thinking of, though, when I was driving over here is that there's so many people that know you from your online content, yeah. like Back to Vine. But now there's like a whole group of people who, who think you were acting first. And I don't know, there's just so many opportunities to discuss, to like first discover the content you're making. And that's yeah. very exciting to me. Thank you. No, what's weird is that they both were happening at the same time, but there was a magnifying glass on social media because of the virality of the internet. So it just took off in, you know, this other lane, but I was also pursuing acting at the same time. Check I am to be. But <laughs> it's true. But yeah, it's 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 interesting. You have, you know, your ten years of silence or your ten thousand hours that you have to pour into acting versus social media is amazing. You've got to put work in. It's 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 a job, but it definitely took less time in that world to gain the recognition I was so lucky to gain. So you wanna be an actor, you move to LA I feel like you need to find like the right people to help mm. you, you know, I, I guess put you on the right path to reach the dream in the way that you yeah. want. Because it's not about coming here and just picking up any opportunity. You want to pick up the opportunities that well reflect the things that are most important to yeah. you. So when you moved here and found those people, who yeah. were they? I mean, that is my incredible team at CAA. I got so, so lucky. I had uh, an amazing manager, Courtney Carter, who worked her butt off too. Like anyone I've ever worked with has been such a believer in a dream they can't see yet. And I'm so thankful to those people who, you know, believed in something and invested in something and had faith in something that didn't exist yet. And they, yeah, they poured the utmost care into me. I mean, the team I have now is so incredible. I've gotten <laughs> Luna PR for the win. Thought she was gonna go, yeah! <laughs> but, yeah! But, like, I'm, I'm stepping into a new chapter now, too, of, you know, it feels like that. I mean, in my own 27 woo woo way of, like, my Saturn's returning and, like, my Aries Virgo Virgo, you know, like, <laughs> like the woo woo of it all is, is coming to fruition. The fact that I'm, you know, just entering my late 20s now and, you know, playing more grown-up roles, the fact that I feel this internally, the fact that my work resembles the, you know, transition in my life too. It's it's all aligning in a really beautiful way that I'm really excited to uh, you know share who I am today and who I've become because I started at 19. You're still figuring out yourself. So to share now is really exciting. I feel mm -hmm. so firm in my voice. You should you should feel that way. I have so many yes. follow-up questions. The first yeah. thing I wanted to ask, so you just highlighted a bunch of your team. You yeah. mentioned someone earlier though, your acting coach and excuse me because oh I forgot yes. I forgot her Leslie first name. Right? Okay, Leslie. Leslie. What is something about the way that Leslie teaches and gives gives notes that you think aligns with how you like to receive and process notes? Her whole tagline that she slaps on every pencil, fidget spinner, anything, is dare to suck. And it's the best, most freeing, relieving thing <laughs> as an actor to just dare to suck, um, to just go for it, to like not worry about being not perfect. You will never be. And to just throw spaghetti at the wall, you know? like. I think she's she's just a nutcase, and I appreciate who she is. She's just so unapologetically herself, too, and just such a believer. She was an actor, and now she's a coach. And she has the insight of what, it, what it's like to be on camera and the fear that it can bring up and to have good actor thoughts versus bad actor thoughts. You know, you want to believe in yourself. You want to sandwich your thoughts between each line. Like, 
what would you be if you were actually living in their shoes? You know, what kind of thoughts would you have? And um, she's a really cool methodology that I respect so much. So I recommend her to anybody. Um, watch some videos of her online if you can't afford the classes just yet. Like, get into a class, see if you can share it with a friend. Like, even if it's just a social uh, experiment for yourself to just get out there and try something new. Try improv, try acting. It There's so many rules that you can play by that you know, once you're out of that playing environment there, you can play in life too, and there's a lot of good takeaways from an acting class. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. To expand that idea yeah. a little. So she makes you fear, feel fearless when you're prepping for a role. Yes. What happens when you get in a sound booth or get on set? Can you give me an example of yeah. a time when a scene partner or a, a director encouraged you to feel fearless and try something right on the spot? Oh my gosh, Trish C. Uh, players. You name drop the best people. I Because I've been so lucky to work with the best people and I've been so lucky to work with female directors, which we need more, but like I've only really worked with female directors. And that's a testament, like, and female uh, cinematographers too and, and uh, videographers and, you know, female filmmakers are so important for a female on screen to feel comfortable. It was a lot of alliterations. Yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> you handled it well. Um, but it, uh, it, it's, it creates the utmost like freeing, understanding, emotionally stable, beautiful environment to play in. And Trish C specifically for a scene, I was in uh, a scene with Joel Courtney, who uh, this this players that'll come out, uh, I believe next year, Netflix. Ah, ah, whatever, is there an NDA? I don't know. I broke it. Um, but that uh, there was like a moment where you know we were just acting normal, drinking champagne, and they just wanted an, wanted an insert shot, and. I like wanted to go bigger and just get weird for a second. She was like, okay, fun run, like go go at this one. Who knows if it's a blooper, or who knows if it's in the cut. And I just shoved the whole champagne glass in my mouth and like just put it around my mouth and then just chugged it backwards. And it was fun and it was weird and it was apparently in the cut, so I heard. So that's like the dare to suck, right? Like that could have just been so awkward and a lot of times it is. It's incredibly awkward to do this job. But when it hits, it hits. 
I want to go back to something you said earlier, because I, I'm going to refer back to an interview that one of my colleagues, Steve, just did with you, because during that, you, you emphasized that you've hit a strong era of your life, the strongest Steve. voice of your own. <laughs> I just remembered Steve. <laughs> you, once you see Steve, you don't forget. He's, he's one of a kind. That's, why, a that's why I continue to follow him Steve's. on this collider journey. But I want to turn that kind of idea towards yourself and your work as an actor. Do you remember the very first time you were working on a film or show or any kind of project where like you found the power of your voice where you spoke up about mm. something someone heard you and something about that project changed for the better oh man yeah you think especially as a woman you don't hear of the cases in which women experience some kind of sexual harassment of some sort and you speak up about it and something actually happens or changes and you don't think it can happen or change or you know It'll have an effect for the better. You think you'll be the one that's being a burden. You'll think the one you're the one that um, is driving a wedge in production. Um, when really, what you're doing is for the benefit of all women involved, all humans involved. Um, and so I spoke up once on set, and I was super hesitant too. But after some, a quick hour of reflection, because you know the turnaround time is quick, you want to jump on it while you can, um, and make sure it's addressed and nipped in the bud. That had a positive change on the environment. And I'm so glad I did. And those aren't the stories you always hear. Um, just because you move on and you have a win and you, you know, you just move on. But I had a win and it was a win for all women that day. So I'm so, so glad I did. Yeah, and I encourage all women, if that's something you're experiencing or going through, it's really hard, it's really tough, lean on your support system and um, speak up. I'm sorry you went through that, but yeah. by speaking up, it causes a ripple effect. It and does. now more fe more people out there will feel comfortable if they find themselves in Absolutely. a similar situation, and that is very important. Absolutely. That's what I hope to. I literally just got chills right now. I'm actually sweating and somehow got goosebumps because it's so important to talk about the wins and not the, you know, I mean, definitely talk about the ones that happened 10 years later, 20 years later, and you have your full circle where your, you know, justice is served. But talk about the ones that happened within an hour, too, because... That could have been a decade. Mm -hmm. And I'm just proud of those women that did wait a decade even, too. Just speak up. Makes all the difference yeah. in the world. You belong on Collider, ladies. I do! You've emphasized it a couple <laughs> times. There's so many things you've said. I'm like, yes, you should be in this seat right uh, now. I'm so honored to be in this seat right now, so thank you. Thank you for being night. here. The Teetering into Ruby Gilman now. I think a, bro a broader question to start about voice acting because it feels like you're leaning heavily in that direction, but there's also a lot of live action opportunities yeah, yeah. that you've pursued and that are on the horizon yes. as well. Do you find yourself drawn to one or the other? Or I guess maybe like, how do you find the most creatively fulfilling balance between the two for yourself? Yeah. Oh my God, beautiful question yet again. Um, I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of voice acting projects coming out right now, and in the press, I'm like, glam for the gods. Like, <laughs> come on, put me on camera, too. Uh, I, uh, I, um, man, I, I'm so lucky to have been a part of Transformers, Rise of the Beasts, RC, once again, a really strong, independent uh, female that I got to play, first female Autobot, and then for this one, Ruby Gilman, I play Margot, and she's this really funky, eccentric, like, pattern-blocking theater queen who is just so expressive and so supportive and is once again like a very uh, loud, proud, brown woman. And to be that and then to actually be that is is so exciting. It feels like alignment yet again. But um, 
it's not really up to me. That's the weird part between social media and <laughs> I was, I was and the industry. Is like I can release what I want to release when I can. I can't release the Kraken. Only DreamWorks can. So I have to go with what their calendar is, and that has been you know in flux because of the industry being in flux and whatnot. So there's only so much you can control. But you know when the time comes, it's the right time for it to come. So. I've had two amazing animation uh, voiceover projects come to light. And, you know, later on this year and next year, I'll have some live action moments. And I'm so stoked for Family Affair and Players, as I mentioned, and filming my ex-friend's wedding. So I, I just love to creatively express in different ways. And I'm lucky to have the trust from DreamWorks to bring their story to life, too. I'm so grateful. So comparing this particular voice acting experience to all the other ones you've done in the past, whether it's Transformers or something that came before yeah. that, what do you think is like a shared quality in a good voice acting experience? Something Ooh. that lets you do your best possible work, but then mm -hmm. on top of that, I also want something specific to the DreamWorks process yeah. that makes it unique that you appreciate. Yeah, oh man. So for animation, I do my own stunts. Um, I get so sweaty in the booth. I've seen and some behind the scenes footage. Have go you? for it. You go for it. Oh, I go for <laughs> it. I, I, I'm definitely like, it is SNL broad comedy happening in the voiceover booth. And you get to flail your arms around and then you get yelled at because they can hear your loud windbreaker jacket you decided to wear that day. Uh, but I haven't learned my lesson because I always come to the booth like excited to be in a hoodie and be super chill and not be seen. And then come to find out you're seeing BTS moments. <laughs> but also come to realize that I'm overheating and wearing a hoodie and Kirk, our sweet director, and Farron, our sweet director, have to pass me tissues in order for me to put into my armpits. <laughs> well, I watched another video you did. I watched your GQ video. I'm like, yeah. Where you, where you talked about like your favorite products. My panty liners that absorb smart, your armpit sweat. Smart idea. Thank you. I don't want to derail, but you said something else in that that I like was shocked by. Wait, something wait, wait. about Swing. like chugging a powder before doing a workout. Oh, pre-workout. <laughs> So someone, I'm broken. <laughs> I have I have questions because someone recently told me to do that at a convention. It I'm works. like I don't I don't like the taste of emergency. I don't want to drink it, and it takes so long, and I don't want all that water. She's like, just open it and and like throw it Dry back. Dry scoop it. I did that, and it was embarrassing. It was a no. It was a problem. Like I couldn't. You do, do it. wear black. How do you often? do it? You was it like a I do wear black often, but like. Like, I just, I couldn't do it. You just like, covered in dust like and were I, like, and like, then you were on it one. Came, <laughs> like, it came out. Like, I took one <laughs> breath and it was like a cloud of smoke. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you can't inhale that kind, you know? You no. just gotta, like, let it sit, get moist, she then could, crunch I you. couldn't. <laughs> it's hard. It's very hard. I learned that from uh, working out at one point and, like, lifting weights, which I do not anymore. <laughs> that, was, that was a very short-lived era. Um, I, uh, yeah, you, like, dry scoop pre-workout and it's just enough caffeine to, like, power you through the day. Wait, and you're letting it melt in your mouth? <laughs> you just let it sit on your tongue for a second, get a little wet, okay. and then you start like crunching it, Got chew it. out of context this conversation, <laughs> but this I'm is sorry. useful information for me to get right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need it. It's like, um, what are those fun dips? Remember yes. fun dip? And you would just, or those pixie, pixie sticks. Well, that's why I thought what she, what she suggested would be okay, but I'm like, no, that is not a pixie stick like when I was a child. I can't do that anymore. Children are dry scooping on the daily, all right, with pixie <laughs> sticks. Just a little hit. Just a little hit. What were we talking about? Oh, the difference between <laughs> DreamWorks and okay. other animation studios you've worked with. Oh man, I mean, I've been so lucky to work with Hasbro now twice, which is My Little Pony and Transformers Rise of the Beast. Uh, and then for DreamWorks, oh man, I like, I feel 
so sweaty in this room. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just going back to sweat. But I, I really am so enthusiastic in the booth for Margot because she is a theater queen. She talks with her hands. She is if jazz hands were a person. So I had to be that. And it was so fun. I'd always just like catch a high after being in the booth. And Kurt D'Amico and Farron were amazing directors that made it so easy. Uh, to explore and experiment and write and have fun improvising too. So yeah, a lot a lot went down and I'm excited to see what all went in. Can you tell me something about Farron and Kirk as not only actors, directors, but as scene partners that you really appreciated Ooh. and maybe something they did that helped you reach something in your own character that you wouldn't have been able to without them? Oh yeah, I mean, Farron Pearl came through with like different suggestions and inflections all the time. And I loved like having, you know, like we were talking about earlier, having a female filmmaker right next to you, uh, giving you some advice of how to, you know, create this female character that you're stepping into. Um, so she had amazing suggestions, Kirk just as much. Um, they both were so lovely and so open to my ideas and just the amount of laughter and, and obscene words that were said in that booth that they had to cut out because it's a kid's movie. <laughs> like, we just had fun. It I was wanted just... to see the R-rated cut. I'll hear it all. <laughs> yeah. give, it, give it a go, DreamWorks. Come on, see what works. <laughs> um, but it was, it was just fun. It was just a good time. That's, you remember how you feel or how someone makes you feel and this DreamWorks family has made me feel so at home. That makes yeah. me happy to hear that. You are getting my last question. It is like my cheesiest, most overly sentimental yes, 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 question. Yes, yes, it's something yes, yes. I've gotten in the habit of asking though, because in this industry, we give each other awards and that is wonderful, but nobody says good job to themselves nearly enough. So whether it's oh. something you did on this film or any other project you worked on, can you tell me something that you accomplished that you can look back on and say like, damn, I am proud of myself and what I did there? Oh my gosh, what a great question. Way to stump me though, hold on. I know, <laughs> it feels like an unfair question to it's ask deep. when I have a hard time doing that for yeah. myself. What would you, what would you give yourself an award for? I'm gonna Uno reverse card on you. I'm like trying to think of favorite, favorite moments. Are you proud I'll, of Go for it, go for it. I'll give, I'll give you one. I think one of the things I'm probably most proud of is I got to moderate the Cobra Kai panel at Comic-Con for their second season and I was scared and I crushed it, but most of all, there was a bunch of my friends around me who were just so like genuinely hyped yes. for me. And I just remember both sides of that situation like colliding and like serving each yes. other well. And it makes me proud of myself, but proud of the people that I surround myself with. Yes! Oh, to sh I got you there go. eventually. Now I'm sweating. Yeah. Now I'm sweating. <laughs> I don't, trust me, there's a puddle of sweat in between my thighs <laughs> on this chair. It's Thank crazy. God I'm wearing black today. <laughs> I'm not. Okay, don't rub it in. Um, man, I think that it's moments like that where you get to spend, you know, the, the, the highs with your family, with your friends, you get to, you know, all the planning, all the overthinking culminates into the moment of your performance or the presentation and the interview and you just, you, you catch a high of like, it was worth it. It was worth, <laughs> it was worth the stress, it was worth the caring, it was worth the anxiety. Um, and I think the more you do it and the more you, you become comfortable and I know I'm good at my job. Yeah. The more of an ease and a breeze it feels like. I'm I'm specifically proud of like press can be hard sometimes. 
But sometimes it's true. Sometimes. <laughs> well aware of it, which is why I put so much work into yeah, it. Yeah, and I so appreciate it because you make it feel so comfortable and so natural and so real and so human. So I appreciate that. Right. Um, instead of like this buttoned up, like, yes, <laughs> next question. Um, <laughs> That's not in me. <laughs> no, not at all. And I appreciate that. You can tell. Um, but I think like I'm proud of like the press that's going into DreamWorks and, you know, the we get to speak on how the story came to be and how many women are behind it and what a girl empowerment movie this is and what a moment this is for Lana being, I think, the first female. Yes, say it uh, for me. First female title character in a DreamWorks movie. That's huge. It's huge. That's huge. It's historic. We have this incredible cast of women of, of all different generations, like I said, and it's a big it's a big moment and I'm 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 happy to see that in a time that's tougher on women in general to have this relief and this uh, release is yeah so important you should be proud of this whole press circuit but all the press circuits you do because always just like oozing good Aww. vibes and positivity you too yet another reason why you belong on collider ladies night Yay. thank you for joining me the door to ladies night is open anytime you want it was back. an honor i will <laughs> bust through that door anytime you invite me it is such a joy jenna ortega you still owe us one 